Hello, neighbor. You are listening to the New Garden Church podcast, and we are so glad you're here. Our church meets at 10 a.m. at DuPont Tyler Middle School in Hermitage, Tennessee. You can join us in person, or you can catch our gatherings after the fact on our YouTube channel. We would love to hear from you. In 2022, we are studying the Bible together through the lens of our theme, Life is a Garden. We hope that you enjoy what you hear today and check back in with us again soon. I'm glad that you're all here this morning. I've asked uh, one of our seniors in high school, seniors in high school, senior season, Claire, if she would come up and she would share um, part of the, the text with us today. Uh, we're talking about life is a garden. Jeff is out, so we didn't give him the boot early or anything like that. He'll be back next week. Um, so uh, Claire is going to read for us a little snippet of our text this morning. So Claire, go ahead. What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's, God's field, God's building. Thank you, Claire. You can have a seat. Hey, give it up for Claire. I asked her to do that about three minutes ago. So, I mean, she didn't even practice that. So, um, once again, glad you're here this morning. Um, I'll pray for us uh, before I get started. So, let's pray. Uh, Lord, we come before you again this morning, and we're thankful to have a place to be and a a group of people to be with. Um, God, I just ask that uh, we'll hear something from you this morning. God, I just ask that the stuff that I say is from you, and uh, if I say something that's not, God, I just ask that it'll be forgotten, and um, God, just speak this morning, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, and so, thank you, Claire, for reading that. Um, now, for us to understand exactly what Paul is talking about here, we need this thing called context. Okay, context would be like if, if I said, hey, don't do that, what is that? We don't know, okay? So if I said, don't do that, and then context would be saying, well, what is that? Why is he saying that? All these things. This is what we need to know a lot of times when we're reading the Bible um, before we can actually understand what's happening. So I just want to give a little, bit of, a little bit of juice here. So 1 Corinthians is a book in our Bibles, but really it's more of a letter than a book. Uh, Paul actually spent a year and a half in this place called Corinth when he was a missionary. Um, Corinth is this port city. Uh, It was very Greek in nature. They had temples to pagan gods where they did all sorts of things that really aren't part of God's plan uh, for God's people. And so uh, Paul went there anyways. He spent there a year and a half spreading the good news of Jesus. That is, Jesus is alive. There's resurrection from the dead. We can have eternal life now and forever because of Jesus. And so this message, obviously, that's great news. That's catching steam, right? And so all of a sudden, there's this group of people in this place called Corinth that Paul is living with for a year and a half. And he's getting to know them. He's spending time with them. But Paul doesn't stay there forever. He leaves. 
Uh, Paul goes on somewhere else. This other guy named Apollos comes in. Uh, many people think Peter came there or Cephas is what some people called him. He came in there. Other people probably came and taught to this church in Corinth. Um, and so these 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians books in our Bible are really letters that Paul sent to the church in Corinth. Um, and a lot of times Paul's responding to a letter that he got. So he's responding to a letter uh, where they're saying, hey, you know, there's this group of people in our church and they're saying that they're Paul people. And then there's this other group and they're saying that they're Apollos people. What's the deal with that? And so here's what Paul responds in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. That's where we'll be today. Paul says this in his letter. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You're still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? Yeah, Paul, we get it. They're human beings, right? How many times is he going to say this? So here's the problem, okay? There's this group of people that's saying, I follow Paul, and there's this group of people saying, I follow Paulus. So let's just pretend for a second we're the church in Corinth. This, y'all are my Paul people, okay? Y'all are my Apollos people, right? Is that really how church should be? No. And I think we can see that any church that's got weird groups and dynamics like that isn't good. So the problem Paul is responding to here is a problem of division. Um, and, you know, this shouldn't be surprising to us. Like, we, we are human beings. We group up. There's this thing that my youth minister, he used to always say, like, almost every week in his lessons when I was growing up. He would say, hey, guys. He'd say, little brothers and sisters, this stuff didn't just happen. It happens. Okay? Because when we're talking about stuff that happened in the Bible, a lot of times it re can reflect something that we still deal with in our world today. Something that happened in biblical times that makes sense when we think about it in our context too. I mean, I, right now I can think of a bunch of different ways that we in society group up. You know, we group up over sports teams. We group up over Ford people, Chevy people, right? We group up over... Um, political affiliation, we group up over age, social dynamics, race, all of these different things cause us to divide from each other. And unfortunately, our church has, churches historically have not been free of this division either. Just like the church in Corinth, people find ways to divide up. It's like, well, we don't like what y'all do with music, so we're not going to be with you guys. Uh, well, that preacher, he's not for us, so we're going to go over here. And all of these things, we divide ourselves because we're human beings. It's somehow hardwired into our nature to divide ourselves. And yet, God calls us to transcend these divisions that we often find ourselves in and connect with each other because we have the most important thing in common. And Paul knows this, okay? Another thing. That's bad about the situation is they're not just dividing about like, oh, well, we like going to church on Mondays and y'all like going to church on Sundays. They're saying, we think that this teacher is 
the best, and y'all think that teacher's the best, you know, that's, that's just no way to live. That's no way to, to be a church community. Um, you know, we as human beings, something else that seems to be in our very nature is to make celebrities out of people. Okay, we live in a celebrity culture. Um, you know, now more than ever, it's easier to become a celebrity. It's easier to um, know everything about a celebrity. We have all of the information in the world that we could ever want right here in our phones. Okay? And I can become a celebrity just by holding this in front of my face and being pretty or being funny or being smart or whatever. And if we can't become celebrities ourselves, a lot of times we find a celebrity to choose and we want to know everything about that person. We want to, everything that they say, we think. And we want to identify with these people because that's just something about us. We just, we just want to see people and say, they're awesome, we're down with that. And those people that you think are awesome or not. So this is a huge problem, and unfortunately, this seeps into church too. I mean, all you got to do is Google mega church pastor, and you're going to see some insane uh, pastor salaries. You're going to see some crazy, uh, some clothes that they wear during when they're preaching. You're going to see all sorts of things. And guess what? When these people that we've built up as leaders and celebrities fail because they're people, we're left lost in the wake of that. And so Paul sees this as a problem. And so this is how Paul responds in his letter to this problem that he's stated. He says this, what, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. And so Paul's making it pretty clear here. God provides the growth. We don't. Paul's saying, me, Apollos, anyone else who's come by Corinth and taught you guys, they're not doing it for the status. They're not doing it to have followers. They're doing it because they're serving God. God provides the growth. If the church in Corinth is growing, it's because of God, not the preacher. If New Garden Church is growing, it's because of God, not the preacher. If whatever group is growing, it's because of the preacher. This room, er, sorry, it's because of God, not the preacher, right? <laughs> You're like, wait a second. Okay. Um, and so Paul is saying that these people, me, I'm not even trying to be your leader, your celebrity, your whatever. I'm just trying to serve God. And God used me to tell you about the good news of Jesus. And, you know, this reminds me of another parable that Jesus told in Mark chapter 4. It's this parable about this farmer. And Jesus says, this farmer gets up every day and he scatters seeds. That's all the farmer does. And he goes home and he goes to sleep. Jesus doesn't even say he's watering this stuff. Okay, Jesus says, this farmer goes out and scatters seed and the farmer goes home and goes to sleep. And whether he's awake or asleep, the, the seeds sprout and plants grow. And the farmer doesn't know why. This isn't an expert farmer we're talking about. This is just someone who says, 
I believe that if I go out and I scatter seed, God will provide the growth. And that's what Paul was doing in Corinth. That's what Apollos was doing. That's what all these people are doing. But something about us, us humans, we want to make it about us, right? It can't be about God. It's got to be about us. And Paul, Paul's correcting that. And so uh, Paul says here next, by the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built, if what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. Don't you know that you, yourselves, are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person, for God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. Here's Paul's point. Christ is the foundation. Um, Christ, God, or Paul is saying, guys, Christ is the reason that anything's going on in your church. Christ is the reason that you're choosing to transform your life and join together and come together every week and connect and share communion. Jesus is the reason for that. And if other people are coming in, God is the reason for that too, okay? Not, not you. You're not doing anything special, right? Um, Christ is the foundation for what we're doing here. And he's saying, and it might be easy for you to think, our leader's doing this, our leader's doing that, but he's saying, you. And sometimes this is, this is hard for us to, to get in the English language, but he said, you are God's temple. And I think, me? And what Paul is saying is, you all, like y'all. Y'all are God's temple, okay? Second person, plural, okay? For my teachers in the audience, uh, that might be wrong. But it's the second person, plural. You all, but you, you means the same thing, okay? So you all, us, we are God's temple, okay? God's spirit dwells in our midst. Why? Because of Jesus. Not because of anything that we've done, not because we have the coolest music, the best preacher, the sickest lights and sound, or whatever, okay? God is here because of Jesus, because of God's immense, deep love for us. And by grace, we have an opportunity to be here. And... So let's, let's see what else we got here. So Paul goes on. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you're wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours, and you are of Christ, and Christ is of God. What Paul's saying here is the best way to not get divided, stay humble. Stay humble. Stop making it about you. Stop making it about the person that you like the best. 
The smartest person that you know in the world doesn't hold a candle to God's wisdom. So when we put these people up on pedestals and we expect them to know every answer and be able to respond to every question and be perfect, we're setting ourselves up for failure because God has created us the way that we are. I don't know a single perfect person, right? And so Jesus is the foundation that we have for our lives. The gospel, the good news that there's an empty tomb is what we can hope for. And that's good news. It's not, it's not better news if I tell it or if one of y'all tells it or if somebody else tells it. It's good news the way that it is. You know, um, Jesus in Luke chapter 9, there's one of his disciples, John, he comes to him and he says, hey, master, you know, when we were out doing your work, we saw this, this person and they were casting out demons in your name. And we said, hey, dude, stop. <laughs> Stop doing that. And Jesus says, like, why? Like, don't tell someone not to do because whoever is not against us is for us. And so many times in church, we can forget that, I think. And not, not specifically our church, but all over, we're people and we want to divide and we want to say we're better or he's better or whatever. And the truth is that None of this matters without Jesus. None of this matters without um, the good news and the Holy Spirit dwelling in our midst, which I believe is happening right now. Um, and so I just uh, I want to end with one more story that I have. Um, has anyone seen Remember the Titans before? Show of hands. Remember the Titans is actually uh, probably my favorite movie of all time. The first ever CD that I had was the Remember the Titans soundtrack. Okay, um, and it's this beautiful movie about um, it's the time of segregation in Virginia, and it's these two high schools, a white high school and a, a black high school. They they come together, and there's this football team, and they can't just have two football teams; they're one school, so they have to play together. And at the beginning of the movie, it's very clear there's the white players on the team and the black players on the team, and there's the white coaches and the black coaches. And, you know, the white players saying, oh, Gary Bertier, he's our team captain. And the black players saying, Julius Campbell, he's our team captain. Um, and throughout the course of the movie, through getting to know each other and connecting and seeing that we're just people, imperfect people. And we can come together and accomplish our goals, but we cannot do that alone. And that's how it is with us too. We can't say, y'all are one group, y'all are another group, we're going to go separate ways because we can't stand to be around each other anymore. And unfortunately, I've seen this too many times in churches. Um, God is here. Jesus is the foundation of our faith. And with that, God will accomplish the purposes. Um, you know, like Paul said, like we're co-workers in the field. You know, we're not, I, we don't need to pick team captains, okay? Uh, we're all on the same team. God is able to work in us as a group as we are, and I believe that. And so I would like to pray for us uh, this morning. And then actually I'm going to have uh, some kids come up. And so... Uh, we'll uh, run through um, what we do in our 
kids during communion, and uh, that'll be a really special thing. So let's pray. Uh, Lord, we come before you this morning, and we're thankful that um, once again we have a place to be and a people to be with, God, and, and we just ask that um, you will continue to keep us from these harmful divisions that, that we try to have um, in our world, uh, in our friend groups, and in, in our church. God, we just ask that um, you will work in us as we are um, to do your work. God, help us to know we don't need, uh, you know, we don't need more experts. We don't need more celebrities. We just need you, Jesus. And it is name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. That's it for this time. Thank you for checking in with us, and we'll be back with another episode next week.